Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of One Two Review. It's me, Becca, the guest host. I'm here in LA with Alex. Say hello, Alex. Hello. And as always, in wonderful NYC is our other co-host, Brandon. Say hi. Hi. Yeah, that's me. I'm Brandon. Each week on One Two Review, we rate, rate, review movies, right? Yes? Okay, great. Rate and review movies with the simplest scale possible. A 1 if we don't like it, and a 2 if we did. We add up our scores, and when we get to 20 points, we call it a day. Let's kick that intro. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for joining us for episode 36 of One Two Review. We do have our special guest, Becca Wiggins, in the house today, so a little bit of love for her. As we get into our first film, folks, it is Two Babysitters and a Baby. This is a 2017 film, fresh out of the theaters, and I will give you a quick synopsis. Mikey is a nightmare. Can Kim and Karen join forces to subdue this toddler terror? It was directed by John C. Ramos, stars Dolores Turner, Elaine Allgood, and a little baby named Mikey. Did you guys have some thoughts on two babysitters and a baby? Uh, I really don't like kids, so right off the bat for me, this was a hard one. Uh, it was really hard to sit through the whole thing. Um, but as an actor, I really appreciate I thought it was great acting work. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, for starters, you you have, you know, not only is the baby a kid, but the two main characters are kids, too. So you're, you've got a lot of children in this film, for sure. Yeah, it was really, it was hard. It was like sitting through, you know, ants crawling all over me. But I did it. I did it. You did it. it. And thank you yeah. for doing it. And thank you for joining us. I'm excited you'll, you'll be reviewing these films with us. Um, for me... Yeah, exactly. Same thing. It's crazy now babysitters are so young. And to me, this movie was definitely kind of a callback to the heyday of babysitter films back in the day. You know, Adventures in Babysitting, uh, Babysitter's Day Out, uh, Big Babysitter, Little Babysitter, all those classic films. This call, calls back to some of those movies uh, with a younger generation this time. Babies taking care of babies. And Nightmare Mickey is quite the handful. Yeah, I mean... What a horrible baby. <laughs> he was the worst. I mean, he like he was dealing with, first of all, his babysitters, Dolores and Elaine, were only a year older than him. So they had like these three-year-olds who were trying to manage him, and he kept terrorizing them with chocolate pudding. And, and then he did that gag where he, you know, got the dog to chase after one of them. Classic stuff. Classic terrorizing stuff when you're two and, you know, three, four years old. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, uh, this movie felt, uh, for me, it felt like a weak kind of premise. You know, they've got this nightmare baby, and then they bring in the two sitters, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a film, but I didn't believe it. I can confirm it is a film, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the acting hadn't been so quality uh, from the two girls, I, I couldn't believe his performance. I couldn't believe it at all. Baby was. Were you yeah, talking about the baby's, talking about the baby's performance? performance? No. You didn't believe it. No, the baby was CG oh. the whole time. I think it's hard to believe a CGI baby. Oh, yeah. that's why. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, did you that's not why the catch eyes that? So fake. Oh man. Oh God, yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. 
Well, and how he could stretch so much. Oh, that's right. I mean, you didn't think when he was getting smashed under the how, washing machine? Click, you know, it just didn't. I don't know kids very oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that's I said, a I don't baby. really hang out no, with I know them. you hate babies. Well, kids in general. Yeah. Which I think that's part of what frustrated me, too, is that I understand putting in, you know, a CG dire wolf in Game of Thrones. But, but to just have a CG baby felt, again, yeah, we just couldn't connect to it. Um and I think that's part of what was missing yeah, for me the whole film. Yeah, no emotional connection to the CGI baby for sure. Um, the girls, like I said, though, Dolores and Elaine, you know, those three-year-olds were really, really dynamite. I could really... They're going to win some awards. Yeah, I'm positive. for sure. I've heard some buzz uh, around Elaine's performance in particular. Um, you know, all of her emotional cues were just perfect as he was terrorizing her, you know, when he got that knife out and he started charging her and she really bust out into tears. I mean, I felt real fear. Yeah, it definitely got darker towards the end there. Yeah, those final few were spine tingling. Uh, you guys ready to uh, drop some rating points on uh, two babysitters and a baby? Yeah. Yeah, it's about that time. Anything else to say? All right, cool. Let's uh, let's get it out of here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it one point. Again, uh, I don't think you can make a film with the protagonist being cg i mean that said there's like the planet of the apes films andy circus good for him all that stuff you know i do love his work these days but uh i don't think this baby did enough for me so no thank you one yeah. point yeah one one for me here as well like i said i'm it was already a hard sell to me but that cgi baby that i was totally thrown by um really didn't do it for me so one Wow, yeah, truly unfortunate that we're starting to show off with such a negative film. But yeah, I'm going to have to give it as one point as well. It uh, definitely didn't do it for me, and I feel like a lot of the callbacks to the babysitter genre that they're referencing are probably lost on this generation, and uh, definitely lost with a CGI baby. You just can't pull that kind of humor out of that. So, one point. All right, that is uh, three points three. for uh, John C. Ramos's Two Babysitters and a Baby. So, as uh, you may or may know... On each week of 1-2 Review, we rate and review our movies. We add those points together until we get to 20, and we call it a day. What you may not know is that we have a different way of keeping score each week, and this week is no different. Folks, St. Patty's Day is on Friday. Am I right? Friday? Right? It'll be Friday. Pretty soon. And, yeah, coming up here. And so we have some tips on how to not get pinched if you're not wearing green on St. Patty's Day. So we've got 20 great tips Ways that if you forgot to, you didn't have green, you couldn't afford it for whatever reason, uh, these are ways to not get pinched on Friday. So uh, I'll start it out. I'll just give you the first one here. Uh, you just uh, try to uh, emperor's new clothing them. So just kind of tell whoever's there that you are wearing green and that they don't see it. That that shirt that they say is white is green. And just uh, try to be a good actor. Try to convince them. That's one way. Great. I'll throw something out there, uh, especially for the ladies. Don't shower. If you really, really stink, obviously no one's going to come close to you. Don't have to worry about anyone getting all up in your personal space and trying to pinch anything. You want to be the stinkiest person on St. Patrick's Day. Go to hot yoga. Hot yeah, tip, yeah. Whatever you got to do. Uh, let's see. For me, some say it's lucky. Some say it's genetics. I'm just going to say have green eyes. You can always just revert to having green eyes. Mm-hmm. I've used that one before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Easy way out. All right, well, that's uh, three points then. And, uh, well, I think we should address a little bit that we have a guest host, right? We should probably talk about that a little bit. We absolutely should. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Yeah, Rebecca. thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan of the show. So happy to be on with you guys. 
yeah, uh, so tell us uh, maybe a, a little bit about yourself. Where, where I you am from? originally from Probably. Roswell, New Mexico, mm-hmm. and I'm an actor and a musician and a writer living out here in Los Angeles. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. I was just I in it. Roswell the other week. It was what? great. What? Why? I'm from New Mexico, so I, I went home and uh, visited home, and while we were there, we stopped in Roswell. Did you visit the Alien Museum? Of course, I visited the <laughs> Alien Museum. Of course. Good. Success. I did did get abducted. It was fun for a little bit. I noticed your coloring We went to a place off. called... Yeah, thank you. Uh, we went to a place called Big D's, I think. <laughs> little diner or something. It was pretty good, actually. Mm, sweet. It's probably one of That's those That's all I'll places. say about Roswell. On okay. our way to Carlsbad, so... Zip the lips. Uh, well, that was an excellent review. Shall we kick it to a sponsor? It's sponsor time. The Hot Choco Squad is here to save the day. For a low monthly fee of $7.99 twice a month, a personalized Choco Squad member will hand deliver you a warm cup or cold cup of chocolate at your home or work or anywhere in between. Use the Just Like Mom app and choose up to seven base flavors and load up on extra flavors for just $4.99 each pump. That's right. Choose Hot Choco Squad. I like the cat oh, meowing in the back. I know. <laughs> okay, the next movie that we're going to talk about is a movie titled Forced Life with Cats. This is a 1999 documentary where Jimothan Luhan is forced to live with 400 cats, and we just get to watch as uh, his life shapeshifts and unfolds before his eyes the director is Danny DeVito who's a huge cat fan um and I'm just gonna go ahead and say I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give it two points I loved this movie I I thought Jimathan was a compelling heroic uh main character he was so relatable you know he's just this average guy who works at the 7-eleven um, and he had never been around cats before. He has a cat allergy, actually. Um, so it was very brave. It was a brave film. What I mean, yeah, not just an allergy, but an extreme oh, yeah, phobia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was it was fascinating to watch them. You know, this film was originally created as, uh, or not, not the film. The the experiment, I guess, was uh, cat yes. cat aversion therapy. Is it aversion? CBC, yeah. cat something like cat that. behavioral therapy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my gosh, to see him kind of be in a bathroom, they introduce that one oh, cat, Ashes, uh, the first cat, Ash, Ashes comes in, and ooh, just to see his reaction, he's not faking it. You know that guy really has a crazy yeah. fear of cats. Um, and and Ashes is so sweet. It worked for Danny DeVito. I think that's what inspired mm-hmm. him to make the yeah, film yeah, yeah. to show other people exactly. like, wow, this process really does work. So, right. Well, and, and Danny DeVito was cured with about a hundred cats only, but it took it took Luhan about four hundred cats. I mean, literally four hundred cats to for him to. Yeah, I think feel that's that what was comfort. so incredible about it is that there and there had never been someone who had needed this many cats to help them overcome the phobia, and so it was really like the the last scene. Oh my god, where they're just oh when he's reunited with all of them. Yes, yeah. oh, and and he's just crying and snots running down his face, and they're just walking all over him. You could hardly see, you know, at the end you can only see one eye because there were so many cats on him. Uh huh. So many cats. Yeah, it's adorable. I mean, and then 
just some memorable cats in there. Nightmare, Tigger, Poppy also, like... Jasper, by uh, the know, end, he only has three no. legs by the end. Uh, oh, but, yeah. Sure. Well, oh, oof, he's got that cat diabetes. It's so rough. And and to see how Jimothan is affected, you know, by his cat having to get an amputation, which is something that, you know, I don't know. That's a huge progress. Yeah, the film, the film should be called Force Life of. with, uh, you know, 400 children because Jimothan basically now has 400 kids and he feels for each and every one of them. Right, yeah. I mean, he opted to stay in the house, actually, after the film was over. I mean, he's been living in that house, you know, for whatever, since since 1999, or I guess 2000 is when he officially bought it. Um, and he never leaves. He just stays in there with the cats. Some people say that's the parasite in the in the cat poop that's making him stay there, but I don't know. Yeah, in the litter. It can make people go insane. It's true. Yeah. I have to say the marriage between Millie and Max, those two kitties that got married Aww. that he does, the ceremony, is so stupid and so wonderful. Like so sappy and dumb but his like, toast to the groom's men moving. and his father. <laughs> the groom cats. Yeah, the groom yeah. cats oh, also and Tigger. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. This is just a really heartwarming film. Um uh, there was, I don't know. You guys ready to rate? Oh, what do you, you got to oh, say? Oh, I was just going to say there were some naughty moments, too, at the, the kitty. You know, Chester is a, a rascal. So there's some naughty moments, sure. too, at the kitty wedding, uh, which I appreciated. I like films that have, like, you know, full spectrum. It was great. Danny mm-hmm. DeVito mm-hmm. understands that. There's dark moments. There's humorous moments. There's touching moments. Uh, he's a talented filmmaker. I'm excited to see what he's going to do next. Hopefully, he has another life-changing experience, and we can all get another film from it. I don't think he's I mean this was this was a 1999 film he isn't this is the only film I think that he's directed I think this was something that was important to him but this is not a career path that he's interested in which you know for me makes this film all the more important yeah yeah this is the only film I think Danny DeVito has ever directed and plans on directing oh that's um I would I mean shit I would love some sort of follow-up and you know I'm sure most of those cats have passed at this point I'd love to see where Jimothan is in his life and his- yeah i mean there must be at least like 15 to 20 litters you know in like chest of drawers oh, geez, in the house I can't imagine. in the bathtub yeah. i mean kitchen cabinets everywhere so there's a whole new generation let's yeah. tweet uh let's tweet at danny devito hashtag uh bring back the cats yeah yeah more Brilliant. films right more doing it right now uh all right let's uh drop some points on force life with cats uh you guys ready yeah absolutely Hard two for me. Yeah. As oh, you yeah. stated at the beginning of your review, yeah. Two points, great. As me oh, as well, two points. Charity reviewed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two points for me, you know. Uh, definitely, I just couldn't say more praise to this film. Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's just well-made in so many ways. Six points for Forced Life with Cats. Six points. And so uh, we're going to give you all six more ways to avoid being pinched on St. Patty's Day if you're not wearing green. Uh, let's see. I will. Uh, I will tell them that you just uh, tell anyone that's trying to pinch you that you don't believe in St. Patrick. That it's not a holiday that you celebrate. That uh, that it would be offensive to you to partake in it. Uh, another thing that I would say is uh, just be the be the president. You know, no one's going to pinch the president. Um, be that the United States or another country. Find a way to to work your way into some sort of presidential uh, position of power, and uh, you could probably avoid being pinched there. Yeah, uh, my tip is going to be to strike up a friendly conversation to distract them. 
You know, if you've made a new friend, a friend's not going to pinch you. So, you know, just be friendly, be kind, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Give what you want to receive. Mm-hmm. You got another tip for us? Or just one tip? Did you give us two? Oh, I gave one. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, no. Yeah, no, I would say uh, pepper spray. Pepper spray is another great way to keep from getting pinched. Some guy comes up to you, you know, and you've got your pepper spray and your keychain. Living in Los Angeles, most of us ladies carry that with us anytime you go outdoors. I just say jerk out your pepper spray. And that tends to make anyone within like a five-foot radius step back. Um, I step back, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. So no one's going to pinch you with pepper spray in your person. Those Great are my tips. Two. Thanks. Uh, for me, I'm going to say... Here's the thing. Make them feel bad. Look down at your shirt and say, I am wearing green. And then you can kind of confuse them and end up somewhere about you being colorblind. And then they feel bad. Yeah. That's great. Guilt. Guilt tricks. Exactly. Another one, you could just try to bribe them to say, hey, here's $5. Just don't pinch me. (laughs) Carry a bunch of singles and a couple $5 bills. Brilliant. Excellent. Great, so that's some great tips. Um, Cause not everybody wants to wear green. Some people don't look good in green. Yeah. Sometimes you forget. Yeah, if you're Sometimes olive skin toned, it's really the worst. That's true. Sometimes you forget you look bad in green until you put it on in the morning and you say, I can't wear this. And you gotta take it off and you need these. So keep a list of these in your back pocket. With that being said, I think we need to pay our bills with a sponsorship break. Today's one, two review is brought to you by fourhats.com. Fourhats.com. You thought we were dead? Thought we were gone? Oh, we're just getting started. Fourhats.com is proud to announce a promotion so big we're going to need two ads to fill it. Starting right now, at this very moment, we are releasing the fourhats.com mobile app. Download now or at any later date before May 28th at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time to receive the down. Hat Loader's digital promo punch card, an app-only redeemable app reuser reward system that immediately enters you into the pre-screening to be placed on the soon-to-be-announced 4Hats live trivia show. Simply activate your app account, and by doing so, you'll instantly receive a classic 4Hats.com 4Hat Basic. Our original and still most popular, the 4Hat Basic is 4Hats of your choosing. Keep one, return the rest. The bonus? If by using the app, we allow you to keep not one, not two, but three of the four hats, once per every four in-app orders. Plus, each time you order the 4Hat Basic, whether through the app or through our classic desktop or website purchase, you receive four punches on your Down Hat Loader's digital promo punch card. For every four punches, you receive an extra hat on your next 4Hats Basic. That's five hats to choose from. Plus, those points accumulate with bracketed prizes rewarded at 8, 16, 32, and 64 punches. At eight punches, you'll receive two free gift hat options for a friend or loved one. Each gift hat option is a basic 4Hats promotion that also will be put towards your punch card. That's eight free punches, which immediately kicks you into our 16 punch bracket prize. A special antique hat from our antiquary club will be offered as a single hat replacement for your next 4Hat basic, though you can choose to receive the regular 4Hats as well and put the antiquary hat towards four punches on your down hat loader's digital promo punch card. At 32 punches, you'll get a free hat trunk promo prize pack. The first promotion we offered, which included more than six hats, 
The trunk hat trunk is filled to the brim. Eight hats with one being our classic baseball, fresh with a four hats logo to show your love of hats. You get to choose four hats, five since the classic ball was always free in the trunk, and send the remaining three back. Remember, the trunk is on us. No promo code needed since your progress is chartered on the Down Hat Loaders digital promo punch card. And finally, at 64 punches, you'll receive an 80% off your next Four Hats basic. But you'll also receive one pass to the soon-to-be-announced Four Hats live event, a still under-wraps explosive fusion of music, entertainment, and hats on a thousand-acre ranch in Colorado. Use promo code 1234HATS to receive 4% off your next promo code offer for hats.com finally hats made simple our next film that we're reviewing is called another one bites the dust it's a coming of old age romance between an unlikely pair of lovebirds while working as a janitor at sunrise home for the elderly 19-year-old Rong Lu, played by K-pop star Tai Ying, has a sexual awakening when he meets Darla LaFrau, played by Touch by an Angel's Della Reese, a former Vegas showgirl suffering from dementia. Will these star-crossed lovers be able to rise above racism, ageism, and illness that threaten to tear them apart? Man, um, I'm going to kick this one off. I know that I've said that I love several of the films so far. Uh, this one... I had to to be convinced. I'm not a huge K-pop star, so right off the bat coming in, I was like voting against Taeyang, but man, his performance as a janitor, working hard during the night shifts, um, falling in love, his vulnerability with Della Reese, I really, it it definitely won me over. Yeah, K-pop pretty boy Taeyang, his performance was subtle and uh, almost underwhelming at first until you realize what he's truly doing with his eyes. Right, yeah. Yeah, this was like, it's not quite the same, but it was like, it's like this old master and this young apprentice. So like in a weird way for me, it's like, Goodwill Hunting, where you've got Robin Williams, that's the Della Reese, you know, in this one, this old established actor that knows what the hell they're doing. And then you've got this young person, this Tai Ying or, you know, Matt Damon or coming in and like, uh, you know, having that moxie and stuff, having the balls to, to, to embark on this kind of acting work and then to be taken care of. And then that synergy between those two, that young actor, that new actor, sometimes it works and it definitely works in this one. And it's especially important with this type of relationship where it is a sexual awakening. Right. A movie genre that I haven't seen in a while, and I'm glad they're coming back because sexual awakenings awakenings are something that happen every day. Right. And they're important to identify with them on screen and say, you know, I just had one of those recently. I know what that is now. Yeah. I mean, you can be standing in a grocery store. You can be, you know, doing Pilates, having your sexual awakening, you know, and it's such a private, personal thing. And it was really moving that it was like during lunchtime, you know, when he was serving those mashed potatoes, uh, that he had his. And like you said, he only shows it with his eyes. He doesn't move the rest of his face. Nope. It's a new style of acting. And it really... Yeah. So man. much restraint from him as an actor. Yeah. And and yeah, about sexual awakenings, that's a thing that for me, I thought you had one. You know, I thought you had a oh, sexual no. awakening. But, you know, especially Della Reese's performance in this shows me and reminds me that you can have multiple that you can have these new awakenings you know something can be rekindled in you you know even if you're you know in an elderly home and you have dementia or whatever you can still 
find that passion again. Well, and when you have dementia, I mean, you can literally have your sexual awakening over and over and over again every day. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a new day. I felt like I was having one during watching the film, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Not to mention the soundtrack, also um, some K-pop stars. Um, mm. Hot jams that I didn't think um, I'd be bumping K-pop anytime soon in my car. But uh, yeah, I have been lately, so oh, I'm glad it introduced just... me to some new K-pop songs. When I had that same feeling that Becca had when I went in there and I saw that he was the star, I was like, oh, come on. Like, this, this bullshit, like, but uh, shame on me. Like, I think there's artists out there that will do what they can to be seen and not even in a in a bad way in a way that you have to to be an artist and you know if he needed to join a k-pop band to get his name out there i mean it's hard not to think of justin timberlake you know he in sync was great and all but it was ultimately just you know a k-pop band and and he kind of like a rocket going to space lost those kind of pieces to him and was able to excel into you know the stratosphere and i think taiying's on the same path well, and thank God for the rest of us that he did. I mean, that performance is life-changing. Um, so thank God he took that risk. And Bai Ying Bao is like my absolute favorite song now, the theme song for the film. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all that mm-hmm. I'm listening to on loop. I have an acoustic version. I have an electronic version. Um, and I just think of the two of them making love every time I listen to it. Mm-hmm. Such beautiful scenes. And I love hearing that on the subway and just reminding myself that, yeah, I could have a sexual awakening tonight if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I'm ready to rate this, you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a solid two points. There's just, uh, just go see this film. I think you might discover something about yourself that you didn't know was in there. Another one bites the dust, two points. Yeah. You might uh, discover your own awakening if you haven't already or rediscover it. Yeah, I'm going to give it two as well. Wow, yeah, absolutely. Two points for me. Um, I can't recommend this film enough. Absolutely go see it and take a loved one. All right. That is a six points for another one. Bites the dust. Six and with that, points. we need to give our audience a few more reasons or a few more excuses as to why you might not have to be pinched on St. Patty's Day for not wearing green. Uh, first one that I would say is... Uh, tell him that you're pro snakes. You know, he got rid of the snakes, I think, is what uh, St. Patty did. So tell him you're pro snake and that you wear yellow in snake support. Um, second second uh, reason why you could tell him not to get pinched is um, uh, tell him that you have super sensitive skin and that you will definitely bleed if they try to pinch you and that they'll get your blood on them if uh, anyone tries to pinch you. So that's two reasons, two excuses. Excuses. Uh, I would carry a box of kittens with me on the day of to pass out for anyone who, you know, who is coming after you to pinch. You know, you can get pretty much in, in most back alleys, there's free boxes of kittens, you know. So I just go hunting the day before and carry that around to defer them because who doesn't want a kitten? I'm not going to pinch someone who gives me a kitten, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another one that my mom actually taught me uh, in how to avoid getting raped. Uh, class is to mm-hmm. scream out their mother's name and, and let them know that you know their mother because that frightens everyone. You know, they're like, "Oh shit!" You know, my mom. I'm not, not going to come after oh, don't you. Don't tell my mom. Yeah, yeah that's a right. Good tip. I've never heard that. Yeah, before. yeah. It's it's a good one. So those are my two. 
I, I'm just realizing a lot of these are mostly, some of these can be applied just to that. These are anti-rape tips as well. Yep. Yeah. Also good to I know. Also good to know. Uh, for me, some quick two points I'm going to say. If people come up to you and you're not wearing green, you could say, listen, I'm wearing green underwear. I cannot show you because they are positively too sexy and I don't know what's going to happen if I show these to you but I am wearing green underwear you're just going to have to take my word on it you can wink if you want to you don't have to uh for my second tip I'm going to say ask for their name immediately and before they pinch you write your their name down on a list and then just say okay you're on my list go ahead and pinch me if you want nine out of ten times you're going to say no I don't don't want to pinch you anymore I like the green underwear tip. I feel like that's like, it's not a hard no, but it's maybe, it's like maybe later. Not right now, but maybe later. You can exactly. pinch me. Great. All right. Great. That is six more points. That gives us six plus six plus three, uh, 15 points. And uh, with that, we're going to kick it to a sponsor. I'll make love to you app. Sick of generic mixtapes, ho-hum playlists, for your next romantic night with your loved one, download the I'll Make Love To You app. With a simple swipe right, you can have the band of your seventh grade dream show up in person to serenade you and your sweetheart. Think big. Think boys, boys to, men. to men. All for, All one. for one. O-Town. O-town. 90, 98 degrees, degrees and, more. and more. Nothing says romance like a hairless man in an unbuttoned shirt sprinkling your body with rose petals. All while singing sweet four-part harmonies. For a flat rate of $50, these megastars of the 90s will interrupt their busy casino touring schedules for some one-on-one time with you and your lover. Don't have the money for a private serenade? No problem. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. With our handy-dandy serenade sharing option, you can actually triple your pleasure by sharing the rate of your romantic experience with, with up to three other strangers searching for a little 90s love in their lives. So, close your eyes, make a wish, and purchase the I'll Make Love To You app today. All right, folks, the next film that we saw was a film called The Discovery Zone Movie. This is a 1998 flick uh, directed by Justin Faust. Uh, i give you the plot synopsis. Here it is. Uh, Zach, Marcus, and Tisha are trapped in a discovery zone overnight and must win one million tickets to appease the king of games before their parents' memories of their children are completely erased permanently. Interesting film. Uh, did you guys have any impulses on it? I guess, I guess real quick, if no one knows, The Discovery Zone, since this is a 1998 film, The Discovery Zone was a place where you could go as a kid you could have birthdays there it was kind of just a fun place my memory of it was like a mcdonald's playland uh where you could go and there would be ladders and uh stairs you could climb and balls slides, and pits stuff like that um games yeah. of Did skill guess- wooden mm-hmm. ski ball and uh, arcade games arcade games i remember uh, the one that i went to was a little bit more like a children's museum where there was science experiments going on like the volcano with the baking soda that uh would float out over the top i love that one uh also there was like some you know testing and stuff like that going on with to test intellect of the kids there yeah i think they were all a little different the yeah. way they were each kind of run it was just a place yeah. where kids could go and and learn and have fun basically as a discovery zone Heck yeah yep probably eat some pizza and some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches also were served there oh yeah and the soft serve ice cream the chocolate and the swirl that was 
great. I love the Discovery Zone. I mean, I me too. Yeah, I was glad to see this movie. I was glad to see a movie about the Discovery Zone. Yeah. I don't know if everybody had memories of a place like this, but I did. Yeah, I mean, bring that back. Is there still Discovery Zones out there? I don't think so. I think they all got turned into uh, Dave and Buster's. Oh, damn it. Yeah. The kids grew up and turned them into Dave and Buster's. I guess that's smart. You know, they're keeping their Uh, target uh, audience. Well, anyway, should we? let's get into this actual film. What did you guys feel about the film, the 1998 film Discovery Zone movie? Christopher Walken as the king of games rocked my world. Sure. Oh, man, that pizza-shaped hat that he wore. uh, And, you know, he was so... It was so scary. I mean, I don't think that I've been that scared of a villain in a film since, you know, you know, watching, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I don't think I've ever been that scared actually, now that I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it was frightening. And I'm I'm I did not see this movie when I was a kid. And I'm very thankful I didn't. I remember Large Marge in the Pee Wee Herman movie really scaring me and ruining my nights of sleep. And I think the King of Games would have really thrown me for a loop if I was a kid watching this movie. As a kid who saw this movie growing up, it did touch me in a weird way. I mean, the pizza on Christopher Walken's hat, I think, scarred me for life. When you, because when you Ugh. zoom in, those toppings are like little fingers and eyeballs and stuff, not normal yeah. toppings. So. Right. Yeah, I didn't understand quite his character as the King of Games because I, I assumed that was more of like a fun, you know, the King of Games, but he was definitely more of a demon, erasing yeah. memories forever. Yeah frightening yeah right. yeah yeah and he was gonna he would capture the kids if the if the parents memories are erased then then he gets to take you and the parents don't remember you existed and he takes you into his game world and you become a game piece in one of his games yeah i mean he did that to poor marcus that was maybe one of the scariest scenes so, so crazy yeah for sure i mean they rescued him later but i thought he was a goner i thought he was gonna um, be that, was... that little pong paddle for life they just turned him into like a thin little line and he played like the paddle and pong you know right that got me because i really wasn't expecting a film like this to to actually for one of the kids to actually be in danger and then i thought again like i said i thought he was really gone but uh tisha rescues him at the end turns him back but i thought we lost one of our three characters and i that really got me yeah it's not it's not a kids movie i don't think it's very quasi kids because even as an adult like you said i was scared so Right. It reminds me a lot of toys, kind of. Yeah, the way it's like built and marketed, it looks like it's for kids. Then you watch it, it's pretty disturbing. Uh, uh, yeah, and like you said, Christopher Walken's just the way he he acts that character. There's there's like something even darker than the script. Like he's putting in subtext that I was reading that really, I don't know, rattled my bones. Oh yeah, I mean, I I haven't been able to eat pizza for like a week since watching this film. Oh, Brandon, you don't eat pizza, I don't right? eat pizza. And I think seeing this, I had a little transference, and I was like, this may be why I don't eat pizza. Oh, it's kind of moving. That makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, those memories. Yeah. Um, as a kid that loves games, um, games of chance and skill and all that stuff, uh, it was really fun to see them earn the million tickets. Oh, yeah. That was great when they had the skee-ball uh, competition, and they just kept throwing the skee-ball up and up and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, when the king of games took his uh, nap, they would just, you know, slam dunk that basketball in the hoop, you know, stand on each other's shoulders and get that stuff done when he took his little nap. So there was a little cheating involved, but I think it's fine. I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, because I mean, the king of games at the end, he cheats them. They get their million tickets and he's like, it's not enough. And um, 
So that's true, yeah, but I they didn't know they were going to get cheaters. cheaters. Yeah, everyone's a yeah. cheater. Yep. Well, uh, are you guys ready to rate the Discovery Zone movie? Anything else to say about it? Uh, no, I'm glad it's kind of open ended in case they want to reboot it or bring back a sequel sometime in the future. So I I just feel fucking terrified i don't feel like i'd ever want to see a sequel to this so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a one a one watch film for me for sure cool uh well what would you rate this film becca definitely a one um a one one. yeah yeah Yeah. cool uh i'm I'm gonna give it a two uh like i said it was uh it's a trip it's a very scary film but very cool in that way of, of seeing something uh, from childhood that's got some balls to it i'd say so uh definitely two points for me yeah being a reviewer is tough uh, but i'll be honest with you you probably enjoy my reviews because they're personalized and for me this is two points not because of the movie but because of my personal experience with the movie and realizing why i don't like pizza so for me two points thank you all right that is five points for 1998's uh the discovery zone five movie points. And with that, we need to give you some uh, more tips to prevent being pinched on St. Patty's Day. I would say you could. Um, wow, this is getting tough. I don't tough. know. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyone? Anyone got any? We need five. Five ways. I would say. To prevent. Uh, yeah, I would say just start getting naked. Just start peeling off your clothes and Ooh. yeah, and that's either it's gonna do one of two things. It's either gonna startle them and they're gonna run away out of terror, or it might start up, you know, some kind of romantic connection. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's win-win for you, uh, and you're not gonna get pinched. Okay, I got one. I would say get in, just get in a car and drive all day. Don't do anything but drive by yourself in a car, and then no one will be able to pinch you. And another one would be uh, just swim into the ocean. It's you know it's basically the same thing, but if you're deep in the water, no one's gonna pinch you. So just stay out in the water all day. Okay, yeah. Um, for my final two tips here, most importantly, don't get out of bed. Why get out of bed? I mean, if you stay in bed, no one can pinch you unless you let someone into your bed. And in that case, you wouldn't mind them pinching you. So don't get out of bed in the morning and uh second tip if you don't want to get pinched let's say um you know uh, i don't know actually what about just never stopping moving i think that's great like if you can't hit a running target i gotta just dodge just dodge Okay, for your sec- for my second tip, I'm going to tell you wear lots of layers. If you like wear seven or eight mm. sweaters, maybe four or five layers of pants, you're not going to feel pinches. So let them pinch, you know. A bunch of gloves. Wear yeah. Multiple gloves. Wear a bunch of gloves. Wear a bunch of layers. You're, you'll be fine. Boom, baby. Easy peasy. Folks, that is 20 ways that you can prevent being pinched on St. Patty's Day if you forget or do not want to or cannot wear green on that day. I know it's specific, but hey. Someone's going to need it. And with that, uh, that's that's a day, guys. That's 20 points. Sweet. I guess wow. it's not. I guess it's, uh, that's it. Thanks for having that's me, great. guys. You did yeah. a great job. I mean, Thanks for guest hosting, uh, Becca. We really appreciate it. 
yeah, wonderful work. I really like your opinions and your thoughts. It's very helpful. Oh man, I feel like I'm I'm with like-minded individuals here, so it feels good. Oh, definitely, definitely. We'd love to have you back. Uh, one thing that we do have to say is we have to thank a man named Rab, right? We have to thank Rab. Rab is our Patreon for donor. donating to our Patreon. He is our only Patreon donor, folks. We do have a Patreon. We have one donor right now, but uh, we'd love to have more. So please uh, go to Patreon.com and look us up. One to review. He can support us. Thanks, Rab. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks, Rab. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Rebecca, anything else? What about yourself? Are oh, yeah. you doing anything you'd like to plug? Uh, man, I have a show with my band, The Middlelands, coming up on the 15th of April at Hotel Cafe, and it's going to be a CD release party. So, yeah, 8 p.m. It's a Sunday. You guys should come out. Excellent. Great. Thank you so much. We'll have to check that out. All right, folks, next week we will be reviewing Something Matters, Yeast Basket, My Time in Saigon, The Bread Loser, Fleabag Hotel, and The Switcheroo, Defunct Land, and Candyland, the documentary. Thanks for listening, folks. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode despite two audio issues. I am just a robot, but I humbly apologize that it shall not happen again.